Welcome to the Herald Express Talker United Yellow Army podcast, brought to you weekly by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes. We'll be talking about everything that you ever wanted to know about Talker United. Uh, you can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Greetings and welcome to another Yellow Army podcast. Yeah, guys, this is Studio L6. Studio L6, this yeah, is, yeah this, yeah, this is the garden studio is it? Okay. in Payton. Yes, yeah, we're, um, we're taking advantage of a little bit of the sunshine by sitting in, um, is it a conservatory? I, I suppose it, it is. is a conservatory. It's not Wogan House. It is. Is it's it? not quite Wogan House. It's, <laughs> it's where the cat sleeps, anyway, but it's very comfortable and the sun's streaming in through the windows. Um, the cat sleeping studio. <laughs> yes. Uh, you've been out to see Gary this morning. I have, you uh, haven't. Seal Hen. I didn't get out there today. We had a delivery coming this morning and it was one of those things where they say we'll deliver between 9 and 11, which is exactly the wrong time <laughs> on a Thursday. But that's all done now. Um, so you've been out in the sunshine at Seal Hen, but it was lovely out there, wasn't it? I, I can hear sunshine in Liam Gallagher's kind of voice. So sunshine... <laughs> I'm not going to do that again. I wasn't going to do that. I, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it, it was lovely over there. Really yeah. nice. I mean, what Good. a beautiful day it is today. Is you know, looking out in the garden now, and it's it's, it's breathtaking, guy. But oh. um, no, it was it was a good day, and then Gary was on form as well. He he was he was quite happy. He came came out of the um, the office there. We we did the interview outside, and he came out of the office there, talking about how the, how they've been trying to work out how they could squeeze more wins out of the games that they've got left available. <laughs> squeeze seven wins out of yeah, six yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? We've got a lot to talk about today. There's the win at Woking um, on Good Friday. There's that horrible game against Eastleigh on Easter Monday that we really must talk about. And a massive game at Grimsby on Saturday, which I think Gary mentioned in his post-match after the Eastleigh game. He said this is like the playoff final. Every game yeah. is like a playoff final. Well, now, it is now. It? Yeah. Um, uh, there's a big game coming up at Coach Road on Friday night that we want you all to go to. Uh, there's talk of new contracts. There's Player of the Year, and we've got some um, some news about Buckland and some news about Exmouth to yeah. talk to you about. Yeah, as well. little bits. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, let's, let's added extras. Let's fly into the podcast this week. Let's hear from Gary. Then you recorded um, Gary's chat out at. Uh, Seal Hayne this morning with the, with the chaps from the the club's media and um, yeah and, and David Thomas as well. So those are the voices you'll hear. Birdsong, birdsong and tractors. Lots of birdsong, no tractors, no tractors. but um, there are a couple players in the background having a light training session before the the main thing. So uh, if there's any any ball noises or, or shouts, that's probably from there. No swearing, I hope. No swearing. Absolutely. No. Let's uh, let's reconvene on the other side of Gary Johnson. So Gaffer, after two very different games over the Easter weekend, what is your reflection on the, both the games and performances? Well, they were different results. Obviously, we're always a lot happier when we get the three points. Then it felt a little bit like a defeat because we, we, we needed to or wanted to win the game. Of course we did. And the, you know, the crowd were fantastic, uh, playing more people in the community, people at the other end, you know, we, we wanted to give them a, a Notts County type start, um, game. But you have to cope with all different, this is a, a really top league for tactics, absolutely, you know, and, and they, everybody nowadays has all the information about individuals and teams and, you know, like your patterns and your, your flow, all that sort of thing. And you have to deal with that at the same time trying to put your own tactics on the opposition and uh, and sometimes it comes off, sometimes it doesn't. Now looking back on the game, we had chances to win the game, we did. I was frustrated, that was a great word that was, was used in the interview. You know, the word was frustration because the way the game went, the way it was refereed if you like, um, we all felt a little bit frustrated, it was a stop-start game. and. Um, and we had to cope with that, but we still, although we wasn't fluid and flowing like when we play well, we created certainly more chances than them, although they had two great chances at the end that Sean done well. Previous to that, we, we, we had our chances and you've know, got to tuck them in. Their goalkeeper made two or three great saves. Um, but it was a battle, wasn't it? You know, And it was a, a battle of a 
Atrocity, is that the word? What's, what's the word? And you're intelligent people. Attrition. Attrition. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, it, it was. It was definitely that. Um, and we didn't. We couldn't quite get that goal that would have sealed the game. Um, that happens. Do you know what I mean? At the end of the season now, you've still got most teams. I think only a couple of teams have probably given up. You know, looking at their results and things. But uh, most teams, including including Dover, um, are giving it a go. You know what I mean? So nothing's lost. You know, you, there's not an easy game um, other than one or two teams that I think are thrown in the towel. Looking ahead to our game and our visit to Grimsby this weekend, uh, with them obviously occupying one of those playoff spots, what are you expecting from Paul Hurst's men? We've, we've done a lot of homework on them, of course, and uh, you know Paul's got his way of playing. Uh, we know that. I've, you know, we've, we've been up against each other quite a few times over the years, and uh, he's got a you know, real solid a group of lads that, 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 that believe in themselves. Uh, they had a bit of a bad spell for a little while, but uh, he's turned that round now. And uh, and I think you know they've won five out of five or something. We've won four out of five, but I think they've you know, either won the last five or something like that. Um, anyway, uh, you know they're formidable at home. The crowd will get behind them. It's always a. Uh, an active crowd, let's say, and uh, we've got to cope with that, cope with a decent team and believe that we're a decent team and we can go there and we're in a good run, even though I was disappointed with 0-0 uh, against uh, well, our last game. And um, so we've got to go there and, and perform and enjoy it because that's, you know, that's what we're all in football for. Enjoy, enjoy the big games and now they're, now they're big. We seem to have coped with it. Over the last 20 games, so now we need a 21 games, and now we need to do the same at Grimsby. And finally, do you feel that this year the points needed maybe to get into those playoff spots might be higher than in previous years? Yeah, it definitely will be because if you look at the bottom three teams, um, the bottom three teams have not picked up many points. Uh, Dover, 12, is it 12 or something? I know they've got no, but you know, obviously they got 12 points deducted. Um, so even with, with those back in the league, um, you know, bottom three teams normally are in the sort of 30s, maybe 40s, and maybe just under the 50s on, on account. You know, you have to get 50 to make sure that you, you're not relegated normally. But uh, so, so a lot more points are at the top end of the league uh, rather than the, the sort of bottom end. So it probably will, um, but that won't change our mentality anyway. Whether you talk to the Grimsby manager, Stockport manager, you're trying to win every game and see where that takes you. You know, you're not looking and saying we can afford to lose that one or we can afford to draw that one. Or do you know what I mean? You, that's not in your repertoire, sort of thing. But uh, I know people say well, you could come back at me and say, well, you talked about two points on average for the you know for the remainder of the season. I've done that to give the lads a, a realistic. Um, view of we can still get in it and that has put us that mentality if you like has put us in a strong men mental position going into the last six games we're still in it we're, you know, we're part of the group of teams that are still com competing uh, I don't know what the bookmakers odds are and all that sort of thing we're probably um, you know, quite long, long odds uh, to do that but it's absolutely possible and as long as I believe that and the players believe that, that every game you win, you get a bit closer. Gaffer, thanks for your time today and good luck on Saturday. Thank you very much. Talking about those those points that you've won over that 21-game period, at the start of that period, if you if you thought that you'd won this amount of points, you'd think you'd be closer, wouldn't you? You, you would. Um, what you've got, though, you've got some very consistent teams that you know have got plucked out league players from mm. all over and uh, it's, it's not just the individuals they they sort of have two three teams uh, so if you get any injuries and somebody's coming out and someone's got to come in they got more players to choose from to keep the same standard you know they, they 
if you look at your, you know, your teams in that top three or four, top six maybe, um, then you can see that, it, that they've got strong squads and they sort of suddenly, um, they put in quite a big effort in January to add quality and experience to their squad. And during that period as well, one of the the big things has been the defence, hasn't it? Because the, the goals have been really limited. No one's been able to put too many past us. Yeah, they've been good. Uh, we, we, we are two points a game at the moment. So yeah. that, um, and also, we, I think we're plus 19 in in uh, goal difference <clears throat> in that period. Yeah. So, you know, we, we've had a, a few nil-nillers, which is nice for the nil against mm. but you know we, we've got to start tucking in the chances that we 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 think were good chances and make it one nil or two nil do you know what i mean and the worst that could happen is winning two one <laughs> you know we, we always go for two goals and so on and so forth so um now we you know it's uh, an interesting end of the season and uh, we'll see how it goes brilliant thank you gary we lost Dean Moxie in the second half on Saturday on top of one or two injuries and you've just been talking about the, the strength of the squad yeah are you hoping that one or two of them might be back for the weekend um, yeah yeah we are um, and I'm, I think uh, one or two maybe uh, you know maybe ready we, we, you know, as we speak with Thursday so I always yeah. say that no, no. in two days time little visit the lurds that I always say and uh, yeah. give them time to get over there and back and they might and they might be ready but um, I think that I've, I've been quite I was pleased with with people that came on I was pleased with Ali yeah. you know Ali came on and, and, and played a big part I thought Claddy came on and, and, and looked to looked to fret yeah. um, you know he looks like he's snapped out of his, his, his own game and started understanding ours yeah. which is good because he's got a lot of ability um, did we make three subs? we probably did uh, yeah, I think so. there's the other sub terrible that we all can't play <laughs> Keelan came off Keelan came off um, Dean came off yeah Keelan, Dean Stephen Weymouth no. <laughs> no he didn't play I'm trying to think who's on the bench. We had Martin, uh, Matt Wanacott. Yeah. Dan Martin didn't come No, no I think it might have been only two. two. Must have yeah. been only two, yeah. Okay, well, let's all apologise for the one that's unknown. So, Dean, I think you said after the game, he was, he'd was been carrying a bit of a... And I think you'd said, look, if you feel it or it goes, yeah. then let us know. Yeah, it, I was... He's played, he's played a lot of games, a yeah. lot of minutes recently, and yeah. uh, we just um, we, we we caught him in time. I'm yeah. sure, you know. So there's no actual strain. Okay, right. Yeah. So right. that's good. I mean, uh, we we know that for a fact. Yeah, and so. of course the following weekend you got. We thought Easter was busy. The following weekend you got Saturday, Monday. We have another bank holiday. Which, thing, which so. is which is why you you're going to need the 16. Yeah. All. Yeah. Up for it and ready, yeah. every single one of them, and uh, yeah, that's what we're gonna. Yeah. And the situation, Stephen Wean is unfortunately out for with his um, yeah, yeah, he's out yeah. for yeah. still at, at least two or three weeks. Oh, I see. Anyway. Not, you haven't written him off completely. No, we haven't written him off completely. Okay, right, no, Stephen right. didn't want to be written off okay, completely, fine. and you know they they say six to eight weeks, but you know that was couple of weeks ago right so if he's a quick healer yeah then, uh, right so it's not like he's, he's gone back to Sunderland or anything like that yeah, well he has gone back to Sunderland yeah yeah yeah, yeah for treatment and yeah. to be with his family and that's that. not a closed door or anything like it's that from this door, season no, yeah. No, yeah. No. I'm sure he'd love to come back if he managed to yeah yeah you know, for the last game or the last couple of games and if you're in the playoffs then it's probably what he's hoping happens because yeah. obviously he's still under yeah the loan deal with us until the end of the season good stuff from Gary as you say he was in a good mood there he's buoyant I mean who yeah. wouldn't be your team's actually gone up a place to be a ninth yeah. in the league now yeah it's, um, it, it, it's, it's difficult isn't it because and I, and I say this I asked Gary right at the end there about the the amount of if, if he had at the start of this 21 game run when he started yeah. this two points per average aim which we all know about now 
Uh, that was right at the start of uh, December. Mm-hmm. At the start of that, if he'd thought, oh, we're going to get the amount of points that we've got from that run, you, he would have thought, I think, and he didn't admit it, but he, but he, but he almost did, that you would expect it to now be in the playoffs because it's yeah. been a, a fantastic run. Oh, it's and, been and, and if, if, if that run, if, if we'd had this run all the way through the season, we'd be in, I'm sure we'd be in the, mm. in the, in the, in the race for the title. So um, that run has been fantastic. And as Gary said, he, he didn't do that for us. He didn't create this two points average aim for us, for the fans, for anyone else. Mm. It was to focus the players' minds. Yeah. And it's worked, isn't it? Yeah. Because they've, I mean, we're bang on that graph. I, I do have the graph, the as graph always. The graph has been updated. We are bang on yep. the line, look. Absolutely yep. on the line. And those four draws, that line there, that, that's, that's eventually that's probably going to cost us quite dearly. But let's not forget, this is a tremendous run from, you know, a team. He hasn't added to the squad particularly. He's brought in the two wingers he's brought Duke McKenna he's brought yep. Wearn in during the course of that run both, both of whom have been brilliant yep. huge influence both absolutely of them. but the core of the team is the same and he's getting great performances out of them well he's getting great performances out of players that took a while to get going to learn his game and we all know that he likes his mm. players to, to understand his game fully uh, and, and then and then he says you start seeing his players his his, yeah. his, his squad um, obviously we, we can go over old ground and say yeah we did lose four or five whatever it was yeah, decent yeah. players that, that um, you wouldn't want to lose at the start of the season or in the summer uh, uh, at the start of the season there were new faces and it's taken taken a while for these yeah. players to get his game but um, you know if we don't make it this season and let's hope we do actually extend the season if we don't Let's hope we can keep hold of some of these players. Well, all of these players, because we don't want to have to start again no. again. I mean, there are no. There were times in years gone by when we knew all the players who were out of contract, and we knew all the details. He of keeps that. all that stuff very close to his chest, doesn't he? Does. He does. You can yeah. understand exactly why, but there must be. I mean, we can speculate on it, but what's the point in doing that? I think we. Quite. we I, I think. I think at the end of the day, there's probably only a couple of players that are on contract for for another yeah. season. Uh, so we have to expect uh, some negotiating to happen during the summer, and that's probably already started. But then, of course, how do you know, so. how do you start that when you don't know where you're going to be yeah. next season? And the fact that we don't know where we're going to be next season is good. Uh, but I mean, there are key players that you know you need that people talk about: um, Joe Lewis, Armani Little, Connor Lemon, Hay Evans, Ben Winter, Sean McDonald, players that yeah. you, you'd want. You'd want their signatures on a piece of paper. Yeah. Would Dean Mock, C.A. Hall. You you could run through. A lot of those players in that side. Yeah, you'd want to keep all of those players. You would. Uh, plus a couple of others. Danny I Wright. mean, obviously, Danny I'm, Wright. I'm just going to keep on. I mean, Danny Wright will be 38 now. next season. I mean, that's that. Yeah, but he's you know, the the work that he got through against Eastleigh on Monday will come to all that. I mean, but the sheer off the ball work, the punishment that he takes at the hands of grizzled old defenders. Well, I mean, let's face it. We <laughs> we looked at each other every time that. Uh, <laughs> His man, who was marking him, had his arm. I mean, he, he was basically embracing him, wasn't he? It was he like was. an old uh, going up behind him and uh, oh, hello, old friend. <laughs> I'm just going to give you a massive cuddle while the ball comes down towards you. It was it was laughable. And then, of course, what made it even worse, and we'll talk about the referee. I'm sure we will. Oh, we will. Point. Yes, we uh, will. What made it even worse is as soon as as soon as uh, um, I think Joe Lewis did something. Not even really as bad, but similar in the second half. Mm. Off goes the whistle, and uh, you know. Anyway, sure. we'll, 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 we'll get to we'll get to we'll do a referee anyway. section. We, we, should have, we should have. I mean, it's it's, it's becoming weekly, isn't it? We should <laughs> have a, we should have a theme tune for the referee section. The referees, well, yes. a little whistle when it ooh. Yeah, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to let you do that. You have, you have the recording studio. You can do. It. <laughs> The Woking game, first of all, then Good Friday, great win. Armani Little gets the winner against his old club. Mm. All boxes Cracking ticked strike. in that one as well, wasn't it, Just? He took I, it a long way into the box and then stuck it in the roof of the net. Like, like Gary said, I think Conor Lemonet Evans was expecting the ball yeah. because uh, it would have been pretty pretty straightforward for him to, to put that away. But he said that Armani told him that he took a breath and thought, no, I'm having this. <laughs> Top corner. <laughs> Absolutely. And when it comes off, you can't complain about that. Yeah. Thing. And as uh, as Hayden we'll, said, we'll, we'll remember that. We will. Yeah. As Hayden said to me the other day, that was probably a more significant result 
than the five-one yeah. battering of Notts County. Well, to, I mean, they're all significant results, and, and, and yeah, to do that. But but when it's when it's that tight, and when you're playing a team determined to stop you playing, and uh, and uh, and Woking are a decent team. Don't don't no, don't absolutely. think they're not. You know, yeah. uh, and Down South's going to be, you know, looking to improve things there. So they might be they might be someone to look out for next season. When you go there and get a 1-0 win with the goal coming in the 18th minute or whatever it, yeah, was. it was early, and then you have to yeah, protect yeah, that lead for yeah. that long I think that's you, I think you're right Heading, that's a very significant result it could have been a draw there yeah but to get that keeps you ahead of the graph and keeps yeah. you going but then come Easter Monday I mean Eastleigh down in 19th place can't buy a win Torquay soaring heading towards the playoffs kind of knew that was going to be well I, I have to say I went there full of confidence thinking oh, well, we'd, we'd I, win I did I, I absolutely yeah, did yeah I but... thought we'd win that one and um, I mean I'm going back to what I was saying just now about you know you you have a go and you, and you score we, look, we, we all remember Connor Levinette, Lemon A. Evans's hat trick and how he those mm-hmm. two sec- the, the second and third goals were him jinking around in the box to actually find a a position to shoot and then yeah. and then hit in the back of the net. If he'd put that one away uh, 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 in the first half where he literally was in a very similar position where he jinked around the ball in the box, yeah. didn't actually end up shooting and then got crowded out and the ball was taken off him, there was that chance. Yeah. There was the ace of Hall straight at him, Turning well, first time shot that he put wide, where I think you might have put your house on him, oh. putting that at least on target. I, I thought it if was not in. in, yeah. I because think, I think as soon as the ball came to him, I thought everyone yeah. thought, well, this is so a goal. The angle that we're at, you know, the ball comes to him, he's central to the goal. He's virtually on the penalty spot, isn't he? And he side foot, so you can see the keeper's moving one way, yeah. he's sending it back to where the keeper's just come from. It's textbook, and it just goes wide of the post. You've got Keelan O'Connell back in the first half yeah. with a with with a kind of um, I, I can't remember who did put the cross in, but it was a lovely little cross, um, and basically he's got the goal at his mercy, and he, he he's, he's he's put it wide. Um, you've got Lemonay Evans header in the first half, yeah. which uh, wasn't wasn't the easiest of chances, granted, but um, on another day he would have he would have put that in the net. That's four. Clyde Lollos. Clyde Lollos at the end. I was very happy to see Clyde get yeah, in the game. Yeah, and, and I think the fans were as well. Although I was expecting a bit more of a kind of reception, he didn't really get it. So maybe people have forgotten. But um, uh, when he was running in on goal. Maybe took a touch too many when he could have just had a yeah. go. So that's five. Now, let's do on needed, another day. Only needed one of them to go in on another day. <laughs> If all five had gone in, yeah, we'd be talking about the team being world beaters, and it wasn't a different performance; it was just different finishes. Yeah, yeah. The whole overall overall performance created those five chances, so it wasn't a bad performance. No. On another day, maybe three of those had gone in, and we're talking about a three 0 win, and we were talking about how we absolutely stuffed them. Yeah. So, it's weird, isn't it? It is. One player who was missing, of course, is Stephen Wynn. We're going mm. to talk a, a little bit mm. uh, about him. He's out for the season, isn't he? He is and he isn't. Okay. Um, so Gary spoke about him today and said basically that, 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 that Stephen Wynn has gone back to Sunderland with ankle lig- ligament damage. Usually it's it's four to six weeks, uh, which is the end of the season. Yeah. But he said that Stephen Wynn has said to Gary, he said to him that he wants to be back in three weeks. For the playoffs. Um, and if we get to the playoffs, don't <laughs> discount Stephen Warren from being around when yeah. it when it counts, maybe. Uh, yeah. we I mean I mean we we use the term out for the season because that's what someone said to us yeah. at, at Playmore on Saturday. So um uh, out, out for the conventional season. Out for maybe. the conventional season yeah. maybe a better word to, a better yeah. way of thinking about it. He is still on loan. Even though he's gone back to Sunderland, where obviously they'll, they'll have some some pretty good medical facilities to look after him and try and try and bring him back to full fitness. And uh, if he does get back to fitness and plays a part, then uh, that would be uh, that would be great because we thought, I mean, we thought he was done, didn't we? We did. And, and what a great player he's been. Oh, yeah, if we don't see him again, I was thinking about it the other day because he won't. I, I, doubtfully, he'll come back because I think he'll he'll be pushing for a place in the first team at yeah, Sunderland next yeah. season. But if we don't see him again. He does enter the 
the group of players that from the past we can think of as being very successful loan signings. Yeah, very you much know, so. Even up yeah. there with the Jason Roberts and, and yeah. people like that. I think he has been really successful. I agree Great with player. you. Agree Three goals you. in 14 yeah. games, but he's also yeah. had a lot of assists as well. He has, and he's had the, in some ways, misfortune to be slightly overshadowed by an even better loan player. Yeah, absolutely. Um, who got finally got the, uh, the man of the match against Eastleigh. Let's talk for a little bit about Stephen Duke McKenna. Um, if ever he wanted a reminder that this is not tippy tappy under twenty three football, he got it, didn't he? Did you Monday. did you get the feeling they targeted him? Just a little. Yeah, they didn't want him playing his his uh, his, um, his his brilliant wing role that yeah. he he can bring to the game, and uh, and he and, and he he rode the challenges and, and 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 got up. I mean. Finished the game with cotton wool up his nostrils. Finished with a great photo on the back <laughs> in the paper of him. Yeah, I didn't realise until after I placed that picture on the page, <laughs> and then I looked at it closer. I thought, oh, he's got those cotton wool up his nose. So it's a great. It's, he's a warrior, though, isn't he? he gets the the, the in interesting thing, and someone, someone, we've got a couple of quite vocal people who sit behind us. Yes. Uh, yeah. One chap, <laughs> one chap specifically uh, keeps us entertained. Yeah. Um, if you're listening, you know who you are. Uh, thank you. Keep it up. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 we're all for it. He he was quite right in every time um, one of their players went down with an with an inverted commas injury, and their physio ran yeah. slow pace onto the pitch, um, almost walking pace at times, um, and you know the, this chap behind us was, was was shouting all sorts about that. And then every time Duke McKenna went down and got up again, even with a bleeding nose, when the referee hadn't yeah. even stopped the game for a head injury, having done that for a head injury that turned out to be an ankle injury for them earlier on in the pit, I mean, let's talk about the referee in a minute. Um, he, Duke McKenna got up and got on with it. Yeah. And got on yeah. with it well and yeah. did well. And, and honestly, um, it's not, not his fault that we didn't win because he, he played a class, it was a class act. It was. Before we do, you've just kind of opened the can of worms. Before we open it fully, great to see Dan Martin back in. The yeah, I thought well. he had a good game as um, well. Yeah, I thought he played well. We like Dan Martin. Yeah. Um, okay, can of worms. Gary mentioned in his post-match interview that he did um, on the touchline, where I thought he was ex remarkably restrained. By mm. the way. Yeah. Um, on another day, you might have got a sending off there. He might. I mean, the referee Tom Bishop. We'll talk about it in a minute. But Gary said. Basically, words to the effect that can referees be expected to be doctors? You expect better of a referee. And I think Tom Bishop will look back at that game and think, I didn't have a great game. There are rumours that the, the referee's assessor thought he didn't have a great game either. Well, funnily enough, we were, after the game, you and I, and I think Dave was there as well, we were, you know, we, we sort of go through this rub and roll of, of switching off the laptops and standing up and massaging our aching backs and, and going through the game and we were quite vocal about the referee yeah and the referee's assessor was and I hadn't realised until he was sat right there typing his report in, yeah. so hopefully we didn't cause any I mean while we were there, quite vocal so. about the referee the uh, the, the Eastley media were, 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 were quite quiet but with smirks on their faces yeah they were but as Gary says, can referees be expected to be doctors in this situation well, the, the, like the, I mean, I mean I think I, I think that that quote became that he used that quote because I think the referee might have said to him, "I'm not a doctor." Yeah, um, and, and, and that was when I mean, what what Gary, what what has been pointed out today at some by someone. I'm not sure if it was Gary actually, so I won't say it was Gary. Uh, but while we were talking at the training ground, is what Eastley were doing were going down with injuries. Maybe you know they had got a tap on the ankle, or whatever. Yeah. But every time they went down, the first thing they did was put their hands to their head. Exactly. Exactly. To pretend, yeah, and it might have been an ankle injury, and yeah. fair enough. But the, see, the thing is, with an ankle injury, then it's a, the the game continues. Yeah, if it wasn't a foul, but every time they did it, they made sure on purpose that they put their hands yeah. around their head, so that the referee then looked and thought it was a head injury. And you, you wouldn't want to be the referee. Who allowed play to go on well, with a genuine head injury? Well, well, he did. So, well, yeah, but <laughs> he did but when he did when when Duke McKenna went down. I mean, yeah, yeah, but but he's got to. I, I take your point on Duke McKenna, but you when you've got players going down, lying still, with their hands to their heads, you think when when the pain I is in their ankle, to, yeah. I have to stop the game. It's 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 pathetic, isn't it? It is. I mean, 
uh, uh, Gary talking this morning admitted, you know, that, that they everyone does a bit of game management. The goalie goes down so that the, the manager can talk to the players, etc., etc., etc. But that's just overly cynical as far as I'm concerned. I thought... Yeah, I mean, I'm, game management is one thing. But well, it's, it's not time-wasting anymore, is it? It's game yeah. management. It's and, and they manipulated it. They influenced the referee. The referee yeah. allowed himself to be influenced. Yeah. Well, I mean, he lost control. He, he lost control quite he early on and never got it back. I mean, and, and Eastleigh, Eastleigh are full of grizzled old veterans on the pitch. Yeah. The manager... Um, Lee Bradbury is he's been around he's yeah. done you know he's done a lot he's played at a high level so yeah. you know these are guys that somebody suggested the other day that the aren't there's so many of these things when you say what do we do about this in football and people say why don't you do what they do in rugby and there's some sense in this to have the referee stop the clock when he stops the game for a substitution or an injury you can't do it for corners and free kicks and stuff like that but when you stop the game for a substitution or an injury, you stop the clock. You have a stadium clock that everybody can see. The referee makes some kind of signal. I'll demonstrate it for you. For those of you listening in black and white, you put your, you know, you put your hands up. Somebody with the stadium. For clock. those of you without without a webcam, guys, just done the X factor sign. Yeah, you put your hands <laughs> up. You 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 put your hand on your watch. You signal something. The stadium clock goes off. Yeah. Until the player's been treated. That I would, don't like would, it. I don't like it. that. I that don't would, like that. That would stop it, though. There's no point in going down. And Dave, Dave to Thomas time. brought up this morning. We were discussing this actually this morning between yeah. us, and Dave Thomas brought up the fact that you know, we, no one wants a rugby situation where 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 actually the, the authorities turn around and say, well, a way to deal with it is to to allow the, the physio to go onto the pitch while the game continues. Yeah. Now that's that's another approach. That's and da- then, that's dangerous. That's dangerous, but then that does stop people. Yeah. Going down to waste time because yeah. you ain't you ain't wasting time anymore. All you're doing is taking one of your players yeah. out of the game. It's it's difficult because you you always say you play to the whistle. That's but, your basic but, principle. And the the flip side of that is that you continue playing to see what the referee will let you get away with. But but, but the only reason we are talking about these these ideas for change are simply because the referees ain't good enough. Good point. Good point. So get the referees better. Yeah. FA, and and then maybe we don't, we don't have to talk about that kind of thing. So, but how would a referee have dealt with the level of game manipulation that was going on well, on you, Monday? You, you just I I'm not a referee. I don't know. No. But we know that there are referees that would have dealt with that better. And you know the very fact that this this guy has been averaging six yellow cards a game <laughs> has, has given eight in one game. He did. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we. I think you turned round to me on Monday and said, "If we get away with that, anyone being sent off today, it'll be a miracle." Yeah, I, I was convinced because someone was going to end up booking someone, someone was going to get time. a booking yeah. for a second yellow when, when not even the first yellow was worth a booking. So we've seen that happen before, uh, and the trouble is when that happens is is you don't get any comeback because no. you can't appeal a yellow card, and even if it's two yellow cards, you can't appeal the sending off. So, I mean, it was an unsatisfactory game. As Gary, again, as Gary said after the game, Chalky weren't think, at their best. Um, I think I think my mum said to me, what was the game like? Because she listens to it on the radio. What was it like? And I said, well, it actually wasn't a bad game of football. And I'll go back to the fact that had we put in those five chances, um, yeah. it would have been yeah. the best game of football that we'd ever seen at Playmore. Um, but then that was never going to happen because you were there. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it was frustrating. It was edgy. It was tetchy. It was bad tempered, and we were we were getting frustrated at what was going on. For a nil nil, entertainment value. It oh, wasn't a bad game. Not a bad game, but I, I say my blog, my live blog, was full of um, bad tempered <laughs> posts about players going down. Yeah, yeah. But there you go. Let's draw a line under that then, because that's gone. Grimsby. Saturday. Grimsby. It's like a playoff final. That's another thing that Gary said this week. He's he, he's he's come back on that a bit. I think mm. uh, he didn't mention it in quite so uh, important terms, but it is an important game. Let's face it; we've got to win. And then, I mean, a couple of players who hopefully are close to making returns from injury. We've lost Stephen Wynn, but Tom Lapsley and Shiori Johnson. Yeah. We're both hoping that they're fit again. I think they could be close. Um, I, I'm not going to make any predictions, uh, and I'm not going to give any secrets away. But uh, out of, out, uh, I think I think after after yeah. missing Easter Monday, 
both of them missing Easter Monday. Uh, Tom didn't feature at um, Woking, Chiori did. And I think they're both close to coming back. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're in the squad for Saturday. I mean, Tom would have been an asset. Uh, We've missed him against against Eastleigh. We've missed him big time. Playing that kind of game, Tom Lapsley would have been a problem. Yeah, I. He'd have got booked for sure. He got. He would have got booked, but he would wouldn't have stopped running. No. He wouldn't have stopped tackling. He wouldn't have stopped finding people with 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 an out ball. Um, I think he's you know one of one of second half of the season. I think he's shown how much he really is worth, and and why why Gary uh, and Aaron brought him to the club. I think the same could be said for Chiori Johnson as yeah, well. I think, I think, I think he's got a little while to go, but yeah. I think he's getting there. Yeah. And uh, I think next season we could see a real player in Chiori. Yeah. Uh, and and they've, they've kind of got into Gary's way of playing. Yeah. Um, yeah, both, it would be good to see them both back at as and when. September the 11th, we lost 3-1 to Grimsby. Armani oh, scored that day as well, by the way. Uh, they're in sixth position at the moment. They're nine points ahead. They're kind of the team that we've had. Well, they're the, 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 on, the they're they? the team that we now have to catch. Yeah, let's face it. Yeah, so we've got to take points off them. Uh, they're on an incredibly similar run to us. Uh, in twenty twenty two, so far, uh, Torquay have played seventeen, won nine, drawn six, lost two. Grimsby have played twenty, won eleven, drawn four, lost five. Go, so going very back, very similar. Yeah, going back to the um, the the bit that I said earlier on about the fact that you would have been pleased 21 games ago to have won the amount of points that you've won in 21 games. Mm. Um, but fr- but but now the frustration is we're still not close enough, no. as close as we would have expected to be, having won those points. Gary did point out that the bad teams in this division, the teams at the bottom, have won so few points that yeah. the spread of points yeah. towards the top of the table are bigger. Um, and it it will probably end up being we'll probably end up having more points this season and God forbid we don't miss out on the playoffs but mm. if we miss out on the playoffs we'll probably end up having more points than or, or in, in the last however many seasons yeah. we probably yeah. would have been in the playoffs with that point total oh it, it's my belly <laughs> oh listen to that I wonder if it picked it up um, still going it be, I bet it has picked it up I thought it was thunder or something I know Um but yeah, I mean, you can't underestimate the importance of the game on Saturday. Then it's it's the game, isn't it? If we get something out of it, if we can get a win up there, well, we've got then to get a win up there. Absolutely, I'm, I'm saying we've got to get a win yeah, up there. I think. I and, and and let's face it, is it the following weekend? We've got two games in three days. Yeah, it's a bank holiday weekend. Yeah, again so I mean, that's going to test the squad again, and we know the size of the squad. We know how how much uh, a couple of uh, injured players can affect yeah. us. I mean. So, so what, you've got the list of games there. If you... okay, so, yeah, to, away at Grimsby Saturday, home to Maidenhead on April 30th, mm. away at Dagenham and Redbridge two days later on the Bank Holiday Monday. Mm. Then the last home game, which is home to Chesterfield on May the 7th, there's a change in the kickoff time there as well, isn't there? Yeah, twelve thirty, which so is perfect for me because uh, I've got an album launch party in in Bristol in the evening and I thought I was going to have to rush. And then they when knew. they changed that, they knew. <laughs> it's as if they knew. And then finishing off with those two away games in the final week, uh, Tuesday, May the 10th, away at Stockport. The hope from Torquay's point of view being that Stockport have wrapped everything uh, up by then. Yeah, absolutely, and they don't care. And also, Southend are on an appalling run. They've lost they their last five games. And Torquay are away to Southend, last game of the season on yeah. Saturday the 15th. Yeah, so, I mean, the squad's going to be tested by that, that, by that Maidenhead, Dagenham and Redbridge. And, of course, Dagenham and Redbridge are one of the teams that we are chasing. Yeah, five points ahead of us. Um, and Chesterfield. Oh, it's gonna be tight. Um, yeah, it's, it's gonna be tight. I mean, we need. You know, it's all very well saying that we 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 beat Grimsby and we beat Dagenham and Redbridge and we 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 do catch up with them slightly, but they still need to drop more points for us to even get they close do. to them. They do, but it's not impossible. See, this is what you hang on to, isn't it? And if anybody can prepare a team showdowns like this you feel like it's Aaron and Gary yeah um, yeah experience so. and uh, and technical know-how and um, and Aaron brings that 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 whole kind of modern tr- modern technique training yeah. video stuff and uh, l- listen to me trying to pretend I know about all that <laughs> GPS but, Richard all that's that where all, all that at. all that biz GPS that's yeah. where all the stuff is at we must pin Aaron down one of these days and get him to talk us through you can pin him down on stuff <laughs> Getting to talk us through what the information they get off those GPS yeah. um, gizmos that the players gizmos. wear is. Um, 
you go. The big game for Chalky United women on Friday night. Friday night at Coach tomorrow Road. Tomorrow night, in fact. If you tomorrow listen night. on Thursday, it's tomorrow night. Coach Road, it's a 7.15 kickoff. Yeah. It's only a fiver to go in. It's the Click Hub Women's Premier Cup Which final. is the big, it's, it's basically the Devon Bowl for, for, yeah. for, for women's football. Chalky play Exeter. Exeter in the division above them. Yes. So Torquay are very much the underdogs, which is a role they, that uh, Steve Ellsworth seems to quite relish. There's a nice interview with him on the Torquay United website at the moment. Mm. He and Katie Barrigal, uh, Danny Wyatt and a couple of the other players interviewed on there. And, and Nick Broderick had a chat with him as well. And mm. then, then there's some quotes from Nick in the, uh, in the paper this week. Yeah, I mean, he's taken over from Grant Fisher, who we know has left. Um, and he is caretaker for the, for the time yeah. being. Um, what a game for a caretaker. I mean, there's going to be a crowd yeah. there. Exeter, Exeter are on a roll. Exeter had over a thousand people for their yeah. game at, uh, against. Uh, actually, it was more than that. I'm, 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 I'm downgrading it. I, I think it was a lot more than that. I actually, read it was two thousand. Yeah, it was a lot yeah, more yeah. Um, for their game against Plymouth. So forgive me for not actually knowing the uh, correct stat, but they're going to bring a lot of people down they for will. that game. They will. There could be a huge crowd. Of, uh, <laughs> Biggest uh, crowd at Coach Road for yeah, a while. Yeah, could well be. Um, Torquay finished fourth. And of course, Coach Road again. is now uh, plastic pitch. It is. It is. And very nice it is yeah. too. Very nice. Uh, finished fourth in the table in the end, Torquay. It's their first final for four years. They're, they appear to be really up for it. Yeah. I mean, they, 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 um, they've had a, a good, they had a bad start to the season, a good middle, and they've, they've tailed off a bit at the end. Yeah. Um, but no, they'll be up for it. They'll, re they'll really be up for it. Good game. Looking forward to that. Good game. Hope to see uh, plenty of the Yellow Army there. Yeah. Get to see that one on Friday night. And the sun should be out and everything. It's, it's starting to feel like those evening games are, are nice. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. The, it's it's the it's the running. That's what we the always like to call it. Hyphened. Nice light evenings. Yeah. Saturday afternoons in the sunshine and etc. Uh, etc. Et um, we're talking a little bit about a couple of our other non-league sides. Uh, Buckland. Buckland have a, a new busy, manager. Busy weekend. They had a new yeah. manager as well. Um, yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, they've been a, without a, a a manager, although Nick Milton's been in caretaker charge and he's very experienced. But they've been without a full-time manager since uh, Paul Froud left about two months ago. Um, I spoke to, to, to Director of Football, Adam Castle, quite a few times over the last couple of months about this. And, you know, he off the record, he's thrown names at me and we've talked about them and... Uh, one of the one of the names that that, that came up uh, in in those discussions with Dan Hart, who uh, was the manager of Launceston in the the Premier West Division, which is the Cornish based yeah. division of the Southwest Peninsula League, which is directly underneath uh, where Buckland play, uh, the same level as Newnham Spurs and yeah. uh, and Bobby Tracy etc. And um and and he came up and and he's obviously a fan. And he's mm -hmm. he's plump for him and plump for him plumped 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 plumped, plumped I think it is yeah um he's gone he's gone for him he's gone for him. <laughs> um Dan Hart is twenty eight yeah been in church which is you know young for a manager been is, in he, is he a player manager or is he uh, no no okay. he's been in charge of Launceston for two years turned them around from a club that was really struggling to a club that um has done pretty well this season um very technical yeah in his in his is thinking maybe maybe in a similar way to the, the the likes of Aaron Downs. They're not going to play out from the back, are they? I don't know about that. Um, Adam and the, the the committee at Buckland want to be a pathway for young players. Yeah. Um, it's a similar thinking for, for for Dan Dan Hart. So I think all in all, I think it's an interesting um, appointment. Yeah. Um, he's Plymouth based. He was a Plymouth Argyle trainer. He's Plymouth based. His assistant, uh, whose name I can't remember, so forgive me, uh, used to be involved at Iverbridge. Okay. Um, it's going to be, it's, it's like the start of a new era. And it's a good time to do it as well, isn't it? Because yeah. he's got the whole of the close season, he'll bring in players, I'm sure. He'll have a chance to have a really good look at the players he's Absolutely. got. Absolutely. Well, um, I mean, he's staying at Launceston for their final two games. Mm -hmm. However, they didn't have a game on Monday. So right. I'm, sure, I, I, he was a, I'm sure he was a, a homeless heath to watch. The 5-0 win, um, uh, which will have been, um, I guess, you know, put together by Nick Milton. Yeah. Good stuff. So good times ahead for Buckland, hopefully. And Exmouth, doing pretty well. Yeah, Exmouth, extraordinary story at the moment. I mean, yeah. Kevin Hill's obviously the manager. Last night, they were three, three points behind the team that 
for ages were runaway leaders of, of the Western League Premier Division, Tavistock. Yeah. They went to uh, Tavistock went to Exmouth last night, three points ahead, and they went home on level peggings. Exmouth really? beat them one yeah. nil. Yeah. They both have one game left, yeah. and they have exactly the same um, <coughs> win draw lose ratio. They're both on exactly the same points, and the goal difference to uh, Tavistock are topped by one point in the goal difference. That's tremendous, isn't They've it? They've both got a game left, so Saturday's yeah. going to be an interesting day for the top. The top, of, and then of course they'll go straight up to the the Southern League uh, Division One South, um, replacing Barnstable, who who look like they've gone down. So okay, it's going to be an interesting <coughs> one. It's going to be an interesting one. There's seven hundred odd there at Exmouth yesterday. It's pretty good. Last having, night, having seen Tavistock play earlier this season when they played at Brixham, they looked such a good side. Tavistock. Yeah. and as yeah. you say, they were runaway leaders. For yeah, absolutely. You, no one was going to touch them. Well played, Exmouth. Well done to. I them. mean, they, they they did catch him up the other day, Exmouth, or, or like bleh, a month ago, and, and went top on goal difference for for a week. Dropped off again, but now they're right back. Very interesting. interesting. Uh, I'm trying to remember. So, so I think Exmouth have got uh, Shepton Mallet away, which isn't an, a necessarily easy game. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Tavistock have got Ashton and Backwell at home, and they are right down the bottom, so they have the easiest okay. game. But. Who knows? Who knows? And it's on goal difference. And it's one team goes up. One yeah. team goes up. Yeah. Um, and then another team could go up. There, there's yeah. a lot of ambiguity about um, ups and downs between yeah. the Western League and the Southern League and all that this season. The Southern League had a shake up a couple of seasons ago. It's the Western. It looks like it's going to be the Western. There's been no official word, but it looks right. like the Western League might somehow change. The, the Western League at the moment is a. Premier Division, um, which is underneath the Southern Division One. Yeah, and, and that's, where, that's where Exmouth are. Uh, and that's and where Exmouth and Buckland yeah. and uh, and, yeah. and then there's a Division One, but we don't have any teams in Devon and Cornwall in Division One. And the Division One is the same level as the Peninsula League's Premier Division. So it's a bit it's odd. And I think they're trying to sort yeah. that out. Yeah. So I think what will ha- what may happen is that um, the Western League might have two Premier Divisions, a, a, yeah. a, a, a North and a South, but. Uh, don't quote me on that. Interesting. Plenty to look forward to then. Some good uh, end of season games coming up there. Uh, and for Torquay United, the home game, I mean, the Maidenhead home game, the penultimate home game, I imagine we'll be voting for player of the year. Usually do at the penultimate game. Yeah, yeah. So that'll have to be done against yeah. the, the Maidenhead game. And what's your thoughts on that? Dean Moxie. Okay. Well, uh, I, 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 I don't I, give any, I'm not going to give any secrets away, but, <laughs> but, but Dave Thomas told me that this morning as well. <laughs> It's just, I mean, the... the, the By the way, I saw Dean Moxie driving this morning. Did you? He's quite a big fella, isn't he? He's Tall. big lad. Got big a tiny lad. car. <laughs> it's absolutely tiny. It's like a bubble car. Has he got There's one? no back seat. Okay. Oh, I don't good. know what it is. But Perhaps it is a bubble car. Uh, it was very, very... Um, full credit to him. <laughs> but, there, I mean, there have been seasons that we can all remember not all that long ago when there's been one candidate for Player of the Year. Yeah, and yeah there, isn't, there isn't one candidate this year, is that, there? I mean, a couple I mean, of the, times the, when Luke Young won it, with greatest of respect to Luke Young, he was one of one. Yeah, yeah, and there were some bad years, and he was by far head and shoulders above anyone else we had but around the, that time. This isn't one of those. You right. could pick almost any of the players who's been a regular fixture in that squad, along with... A couple of the lone players that yeah, you could absolutely. easily stick a vote in for. Yeah, I, th- I think I think the, the 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 two lone players that we we think have been you know the best this season, obviously Warren and 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 McKenna. Jim McKenna. They yeah, um, yeah. I think I don't think they've quite been around long no, enough. No, I to... know, but it it would be nice to give them a mention in this. But you got to look at Amani Little, haven't you? You got to look at Joe Lewis. Got to look at Dean Moxie. You, you know, can look through the whole team. You look Sean McDonald, Ben. Um, Winter, people Dean love Tom Lattley. Tom Lattley. Yeah. I could just just reel them off. Ben for, Winter, you're right. Yeah. But for me, Dean Moxie has just been the constant in the, a, a really good defence. Joe Lewis has played brilliantly this season. Yeah. So has Ben. Um, but I just think Dean Moxie just gives you that experience. That quality. I think what's happened this season. Um, it's obviously, I think Gary brought uh, Ali Omar in to be be the second central defender. Mm, yeah. Um, and uh, and he's not quite there yet. Um, and so what's happened is both Ben Winter and Dean Moxie, and that Dean Moxie, don't get me wrong, is, is experienced yeah. as, as they come. Ben Winter's still young, but he's very experienced. Yeah, yeah. And Gary Gary said said to him the other week, you know, the best best right back in the division. Mm. That those two players have looked 
absolutely at ease just moving into yeah. a yeah. middle three or uh, my, my stomach's coming again <laughs> I must go and get something or a middle two yeah. you know uh, yeah. one of them coming in for the left or the right to, 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 to partner Joe Lewis in a two it's been extraordinary how, how that's worked really yeah. well this season yeah. but I think I, everybody will have a different idea of who would be player of the year I think and that's the great thing about a good season like this it mm. could be close too close to call. I wouldn't like to be a bookie setting the odds for player of the year this year. Mm, absolutely. And a quick, quick mention for, for Matt Wanacott on the bench on, yeah, on Saturday. That must have been see. a thrilling, thrilling yeah. thing for him. Let's hope he never gets on until he's ready. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, not, I'm, I'm not saying that the, he's, he's not ready now. I don't know the player. But um, a young, young the, kid being on the bench yeah. because Mark Holster's out, out injured is... Um, uh, must be a thrill. And people are very people who've seen him play are very enthusiastic. Yes. And yeah. what of course keep this is like Colombo, one more thing. Good to see Ali Omar get on. Yeah, and he, he did well. Wholehearted. Yeah, he did you well. know that he's gonna give everything he's got, Ali yeah. Omar. And yeah. and it's just good to see him get on the pitch. He's one of life's enthusiasts. Yeah. Um and yeah, it was just great to see him get on. For the, for those that have just listened to the, the interview with Gary, Gary couldn't remember his subs from Saturday. <laughs> and then and then none of none of us could either. Well, we no, we were trying to work out if there was three, but Ali and Lolos came on, um, yeah. and then we couldn't remember the other one. It turned out there was another one. No, they were just the yeah. two. They yeah. were just the two. That's it from us for this week, I think. Thank you for listening. We've been sitting in the sunshine, stomach rumbling. We better get something to eat, haven't we? I'm, I'm going to go straight to a. Uh, you're going to go straight there? straight to a well-known takeaway emporium. Yeah, aren't you? yeah. And get yourself a brunch. A brunch. Good man. Why not? You deserve it. Uh, if you're going to Grimsby on Saturday, travel safely, Yellow Army. Enjoy it. Hope to see plenty of you on Friday night at Coach Road for yep. the Women's Premier Cup final. Uh, and then it's back to business next week, a big home game against Maidenhead. Big home game against Maidenhead and, a, and, a, and, a, and another game coming pretty soon. It's, it's six games to go. Let's get seven wins. It, yeah, seven <laughs> wins out of six would just do us nicely. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And as ever, come, come on, on, you yellows. yellows.